might be lying about just how many of their GPUs are faulty. Stadia decides, hey, let's give the people one last good thing before we go, and we might be getting a cheaper 4080? I don't know. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And today, the top story is about how the 7900 XTX is potentially, according to sources, more faulty than AMD is letting on. You may remember we talked about this in last week's episode of Hot News that AMD did interviews with PC World, Gordon Ung, Scott Herkelman, talking to them and saying that it's a very small number of users who are actually experiencing issues with their 7900 XTX vapor chamber. So this is only cards made by AMD, the reference ones. And this is only going to affect the people who bought those cards and do not want to water cool them. So if you're not in that camp, this doesn't affect you all that much, but it does affect you in terms of how AMD is handling this situation. And I've been constantly pushed back on for calling AMD out on this because I've believed that all of their communication about this has been hazy, has been deflective, has been not clear and also really dismissive of what's going on at hand. And we have now new reports coming out that instead of it affecting only a small handful of cards, it could be upwards of 11% of all XTX cards that AMD made are actually faulty. So these details are coming out from Igor's lab, who has actually been in discussion with the third party cards, everybody who's actually making these system integrators, trying to find out exactly how many of these cards are faulty. And and it appears that he's quoting it being anywhere from 9 to 11% RMA rate at the current moment, which considering we've heard reports that AMD shipped roughly 200,000 of these cards in Q4 of last year, that means we have tens of thousands of cards that have dying coolers and making it so that your card's not performing at the spec, not a small handful, not as specifically was quoted, a small batch. But on top of that, the deal with how it's being handled by AMD the world over doesn't appear to be having a strategy, a clear cut. How do we address the customer and the consumer, the people who paid at minimum $1,000 for this graphics card? How do we treat them with respect, civility, and like they actually matter? Turns out it's not quite there. With the communication from AMD Support Center in Germany still kind of being like, we, we don't know how to help you. It's gonna be a refund if you want that, but like we don't have enough stock. Additionally, Igor's lab talking about how system integrators are actually having to hold on to so many GPUs because they're finding out that they're actually faulty, that they're running out of space to hold these graphics cards and that they are just essentially forced to sell Nvidia at this point. So AMD, not at all being clear about what the situation is here. When everybody is digging into it deeper, you can read the report by Igor's lab. It does appear like AMD is fudging the numbers. They're downplaying it and they're not making this a serious priority where there's an actual hardware defect. They should know, at least according to their public information, what they have said, they know what batches of the coolers are defective. So they should be able to, if they have proper procedures in place, track which serial numbers of graphics cards are faulty. And they should be able to communicate that to customers 
or have a website where you can input your serial number and find out if you're affected. This is done for automotive recalls. This has been done by computer parts recalls in the past. Several companies, when they have defective things, put up a website to say, hey, check if your thing actually needs to be replaced. And instead, AMD is just continually saying that this is not a big deal. There's not enough to worry about where I see report after report, YouTuber after YouTuber, consumer after consumer say that they are experiencing this 110 degrees Celsius faulty issue. It doesn't apply to my card. I spent a thousand dollars, but what happens if it's just because I got lucky in the first few days and it's going to have issues later on down the line. 10% of all GPUs failing is bad, really bad. That is tens of thousands of graphics cards and AMD continuing to not at least put a cohesive plan in place to communicate to their customers is bad. And not having enough cards to replace the cards that people bought is also bad. Only offering refunds means that people are gonna take that thousand dollars and just go get a 4080. AMD is losing customers here because they are not communicating accurately. They are not actually dealing with the problem. They're forcing system integrators to sell NVIDIA GPUs. And then they're gonna force their customers, the people who decided, hey, I'm gonna take a chance on RDNA 3. I really like what you're doing here. You made fun of NVIDIA for the power connector, but now you're screwing me over for my GPU and you're just gonna give me a refund after bad communication, after telling me I couldn't have it refunded because I actually opened the box. Now you're gonna tell me that you're just gonna give me my money back. Well, 4080 it is then. I don't like how this is. I think AMD could do better. That's why I'm constantly just pointing out this, this is not a great situation. The more it gets dug into, AMD has some unclear communication that I think they need to resolve here. Let me know what you think of the XTX issues. I wanna hear from you down below in the comments, but let's praise AMD for a second because one of the issues that happened with the RDNA 3 cards is the fact that they had high power consumption. It was really bad. AMD said that they were fixing it and turns out that an updated GPU driver for these GPUs now out and AMD did what they said. The GPU power draw is now lower. So they're dropping from 71 to 81 watts on the XT and XTX cards respectively down to 46 and 54 watts while watching YouTube. So that's actually a pretty decent power wattage drop. Additionally, we're also seeing GPU power drops in video games as well. You see the XTX went from 248 watts in Doom Eternal at 1440p, 144 FPS, all the way down to 158. The XT went from 226 all the way down to 169, showing that the XTX actually might be just a little bit more power efficient. But AMD doing what they said, clearly communicating, hey, we know there's a problem with power consumption on these GPUs. We are going to fix it in a future update. Future update comes out, they fix the problem, they clearly communicated with their customers, they did what they said that what they were going to do. Praise for AMD here. Do that with the hardware stuff. That actually might hurt a little bit more in the stock market. It might hurt a little bit more in the public facing, but the longer you continue to deny it, the longer you continue to just say it's a small number and downplay it while all the other reports and things that we're seeing out there indicate otherwise, the less respect I'm gonna have and the more I'm just gonna continue to call it out. So, so I'm just, there you go. <laughs> I like AMD, I bought the card. I want them to win. I like. NVIDIA's too much, they're screwing everybody too. AM NVIDIA hates your wallet, AMD doesn't want to admit that they broke something, and yeah, things might be bad. I just, it's not, nobody's winning here. Nobody's winning, but you win.
when you listen to crypto stunks, I think. I don't know. Bitcoin up a lot. Holy crap, had a huge weekend. It's up to 21,000. I think on Friday we talked, it was like 19 grand. So it's up 2% on the day, but having a killer weekend, you can see that it's just, it surged over the last little bit. Ethereum up 2.79% to be at 1567, and Dogecoin up 1.9% to be at 8.6 cents. Bitcoin really being the one that's rallying. Tesla having a bad Friday, being down 1%. But it turns out that uh, Tesla also dislikes their customers because immediately as effective on Friday, they dropped the pricing on their cars by a whole lot, up to $13,000, slashing the price on the Model 3 and Model 3 Performance by 6 and 14% respectively. Model Y and Model Y Performance went down 20 and 19%. Model S and Model S Plaid down 10 and 15%. Model X and Model X Plaid down 9 and 14%. Now Tesla is coming out and saying that this is part of the normalization of inflation. Things got really out of whack in 2022, so they're just dropping the price right now. However, that doesn't really align with reality because there's a new tax credit incentive for Teslas again, starting in 2023, and certain models of Tesla's vehicles didn't actually qualify for them because they were too expensive. And so the price drops on their cars makes it so that they get the tax credit. And this is kind of, there's been reports of waning demand for Teslas. They had to drop the price on their cars back in Q4. They're dropping the prices again. Now they're qualifying for the tax credits, especially with the abundance of tons of other vehicles coming out that are worthy for your money. Tesla having to compete by slashing prices, saying that it's just inflation normalization. Like you would expect a slower drop as opposed to like the people who ordered it yesterday paid one price and the people who ordered it today are paying tens of thousands of dollars less. It's worse. But that's not the only controversy Elon Musk's companies are getting into. Twitter having a rough time with third-party Twitter clients like Tweetbot and others with them just not working. Stopped working, API issues all over the place and developers coming out and saying that it looks uh, like it's intentional. Like there's some stuff going on, on the back end where Twitter has deactivated it. This is not the first time that Twitter's had issues with third party Twitter clients. They've fought this for years. Maybe it's potentially Elon Musk now rolling it out, but Twitter not coming out and saying whether it is or isn't Elon Musk, very famous for not having a PR department. And it seems like Twitter might be following in that footsteps of his other companies where it's like, it doesn't matter what you ask them. They're not going to tell you. A communication company that talks to you? Forget it. Let me know if the whole API to third-party clients has been affecting you for Twitter, even if it's for work. If you manage social media stuff, let me know down below in the comments. Well, Reese lets you know about the hottest tech deals out on the internet. Hey, welcome back to UFT Deals to bring the hottest tech deals on the internet. It's a new week, there's new deals, and hopefully some new features coming your way soon. But I'm going to jump straight into the deals, starting off with this Logitech G502 Hero SE. This wired gaming mouse with RGB lighting is going for only $35.99, which is $44 off. But then if you're looking to start your new year off with a bigger health focus, then the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 is a great pickup. The 44mm Bluetooth version is going for only $199.99, which is $80 off. But then if you want to up your couch potato game, the LG 83 series 75-inch 4K QNED Mini LED Smart TV is currently going for only $149999, which is $1,000 off as part of their four-day sale. And just remember, you can find these deals and more linked down in the video description. But until next time, I'm going to hand you off back to Brad for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Thanks, Reesey Doodle. And we can also thank Google for Stadia because it lived a gorgeous few years, okay? We can just appreciate the life that it had. Let us just say thank you to Google for giving us Stadia. But now, let's also praise Google for doing what a lot of people were claiming 
clamoring for them to do with Stadia controllers specifically, because people really like the Stadia controller and they're like, it's kind of useless because you don't have Bluetooth support. It's locked down unless I hardwire, it's not gonna work. Well, Google announcing that they will have a Bluetooth update for the Stadia controller so that you can use it on a variety of different devices after Stadia shuts down in just a few days on the 18th. So thank you, Google, for considering the people. Regardless of how bad Stadia was, how unfulfilling and uninspiring the actual application was, I think Google has done their very best and I really respect them for how they've shut down this service. Refunding everybody all of the money for hardware and software and then also allowing for the controller to be used outside of their own ecosystem. They fumbled the bag real hard with devs, but they did not fumble the bag with their actual end users, which, oh man, that's, that's a real tough split spot to be in, which if you're Samsung, you're splitting your spots because your phones are getting leaked. The S23 Ultra M Plus are being revealed via some leaked images. You can see the new S23 Ultra being pictured there and the new S23 Plus being pictured as well as the regular S23. They're all out. Look at all those pretty colors. They're beautiful. As I talked about on Friday, in case you want to reserve a Samsung phone, Galaxy phone, the new ones, you get a $50 Samsung credit. If you do that before they're announced, you just have to put in your name and email address and then you get a credit if you're planning on upgrading to one of these phones anyways this might be a good way to save a little bit of money enhance your trade-in values as they say and reserve new new but we got to go back to amd new because uh there's some more details coming out with their amd cpus their CPUs that are flawed. 31 new vulnerabilities being announced for AMD CPUs with some patch guidance on this, including Ryzen and Epic chips. Some of them are not being patched. There's no actual way to fix it at this point. There's it's just it's just vulnerabilities, but a lot of them actually having patches in case you need to update your BIOS to protect against these. So it spans from Ryzen 2000 series all the way up to Ryzen 5000, includes Threadripper as well as Epic chips. Not necessarily unheard of this. It's a weird time for AMD to do this. Normally they do it in May and November, about six months apart, but now they're doing it again in January, which seems like there's probably a little bit more that's been going on behind the scenes with some CPU vulnerabilities. It seems like it's the nature of the game. Game programming complex engineering things requires some oopsies. That's how it works. And we might be getting a price oopsie on the 4080. Not likely. Okay, there's I, mixed reports. I tried to find, like, is there a real factual indication that the 4080 price drop is going to happen? I don't think so. But NVIDIA is changing the GPU die that the 4080 is based on. And there's been some speculation by other websites indicating that this should be cheaper for them to produce. Thereby, they might actually make it cheaper for the end consumer, especially with the sales issues that they've been having. But other sites are just like, no, why would, why would they, they're just gonna keep the same price. It's Nvidia, they're just gonna make more profit. Like, what are you talking about? Or it might not be even cheaper at all. It's just a completely different die. But if it does get cheaper, we'll all be happy, I think. I don't know, maybe it'll cost a thousand dollars so that uh, the AMD customers who can't get a replacement, get their refund, hop on, skip down to the green store. What do you think? You wanna, you wanna play that green store party? I don't know what that means. I'll see you tomorrow for hot news, my friends. Cheers.